It's February 2019, episode 19, The Imaginary Band of Drupal Rockstars. If you've got a website, you need a system to manage your content, Drupal. If you want to build a web application, you've got to download Drupal. Drupal, 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 Drupal. If you've got a website, you need a system to manage your content, Drupal. Hello, and welcome to Hacking Culture. I'm your host, Matthew Tift. This episode includes a transcript, so if you would like, you can read along at hackingculture.org slash episode slash 19. The topic of this show is a topic that has received a great deal of attention lately, which is the so-called Drupal Rockstar. In April, I will be presenting a paper at DrupalCon Seattle entitled The Imaginary Band of Drupal rock stars. I've been presenting papers at academic and professional conferences for nearly 20 years, and in that time, I've learned about the importance of soliciting feedback before I give my talks. So today, I am lucky enough to be joined by two of my colleagues at Lullabot. To start, I'll introduce my boss, James Sansbury, a development manager at Lullabot. Like me, James has a degree in music, and unlike me, James used to have his own record label, which sounds pretty cool. James has a long list of accomplishments, including building one of the first decoupled Drupal websites. Welcome to Hacking Culture, James. Yeah, thanks. I'm honored to be here. Excellent. And next, I get to to introduce the boss as it were, Matt Westgate, who is the CEO and co-founder of Lullabot. He's the author of the book Pro Drupal Development, which incidentally was the first Drupal book I ever read. Hello, Matt. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I am doing great. And I am excited to talk about this topic with you guys today because whereas I often am living off in theoretical land. I'm interested in real world ideas about this particular topic, and you guys have to deal with it on a real life kind of business, a real life kind of day, I guess I should say. So I have a general idea about where this discussion might go, but I thought we might cover a few different topics. First, I think we need to discuss the meaning of the phrase Drupal Rockstar to make sure we're all on the same page. I also thought we might talk a bit about the history of how and when the phrase Rockstar has been used at Lullabot. And third, I was thinking it would be interesting to learn more about why you have both made efforts to move away from using this phrase. So I'm planning to do another episode that gets a bit more into the Drupal community in this phrase. So most of my questions will be connected to using this phrase uh, as it's used to build a team of Drupal experts. And specifically, I'm interested in what this phrase does. In other words, how does it affect our behavior? I don't have any interest in criticizing any particular use of this term. So that's about all I have to say to get going. And I think we can start now and I'd like to start off by 
By saying that the term rock star is fairly recent in human history, its first occurrence was in the May 9th issue of a Billboard magazine from 1960. And if you look at uh, like a Google engram of the term without the space, just rock star, one word, you'll see that that word has grown exponentially in the past two decades. So the word has picked up quite a bit, but I'm interested trying to dig a little bit into what that word means. And James, I'd like to start with you because you previously offered your own description of the phrase when you opened an issue for our internal Lullabot employee handbook. And the title of that issue was to change the you are a rock star to you are special. And what you wrote, if you don't mind me quoting you, is that rock star language can be discouraging and intimidating to some. A rock star is often someone who is showy, preoccupied with their own image, and likes to be at the center of attention. Lullabot wants to foster fantastic teams of all sorts of people, some that like the limelight and others who support their team and our clients without necessarily drawing attention to themselves. Whether you feel like a rock star or not, you are special. So, James, do you still agree with James? <laughs> Turns out in, in this circumstance, which is rare, I, I do agree with past James. Well, that's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had forgotten about that particular issue because uh, it has been some time since I opened that issue. But when you brought up this topic, it came back to memory that I think we had some rock star language even in our handbook. And uh, I'm not sure, I don't recall the exact date uh, when it when the issue was open, but um, but yeah, and I don't even remember really what prompted it. I think I just stumbled across it reading through the handbook and then uh, was at that time thinking about how some of the ways that Lullabot has portrayed itself has been intimidating. And I didn't like that because I knew at our heart it wasn't true, um, that at our heart we where we where Lullabot started from was um, wanting to help people and wanted to, wanting to educate and be a part of the open source community and give back and and for us to all grow together and um, that word rockstar doesn't uh, necessarily lend itself to that um, so whether it's someone you know you mentioned like the how the word, how certain words can shape our behavior and, uh, and whether that's happening for someone outside of Lullabot or whether that's happening for someone that's an employee of Lullabot. I think that's true and interesting to, interesting to look at. Yeah. And I guess we could bring Matt in this conversation as well, because part of the reason I asked him to be on is that we were recently on a company retreat and Matt, you were giving a state of lullabot talk and my attention perked up a bit because you had a slide that says, I want lullabot to be known as leaders, not rock stars and ninja. 
So whereas James substituted the word special, you use the word leaders. Why did you pick that word? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, gosh, I don't know where to start with this. Um, you know, the, uh, there's there's a there's rock star that word has a history at Lola, but it also has it also has a history within the tech communities. There's this startup culture um, that sort of feels I think like, oh my God, we're doing amazing things, we're changing the world. Like we need a team of awesome, amazing people, all the rock stars out there, come work for us, you know. Um, and part of that is reflective of, you know, the excitement that a company feels maybe when they're first starting. I think some of that was true for, for Lullaby of like, you know, we, we started this company and we're getting all this work and we're flying all these places. And it was just like, whoa, this is, and it was more of a reflection of like how we sort of felt the, the conveying the excitement that we had. Um, you know, we also had Jeff Robbins, right, who was a uh, co-founder uh, and CEO of Lullabot for a while, who is an actual real-life rock star uh, in, in, in the most genuine and authentic sense of the term. Uh, and, uh, you know, so when we used the term, I think we tried to use it for good, and it was our intent. intent. I think the problem is that uh, it can be misleading. There's many uh, meanings to rock stars. And on one hand, while it's like, wow, let's do amazing things together, uh, it can also, like James is saying, set unreasonable expectations for people. It can convey the wrong thing that, um, you know, like if you have a team of rock stars, do you really have a team anymore? Uh, and I think as we've gotten along, we've been able to, uh, better define what we meant by rock star in the beginning that we can use better words now. Um, you know, people who care about their craft, people who are willing, you know, I imagine if we, <laughs> if we actually changed it, <laughs> like if we could go back then and we needed to have some sort of musical reference, we would probably say like, calling all talented studio musicians, you know, <laughs> because we're actually looking for people that know how to work with each other and that how, know how to listen, know how to riff off each other's feedback. And it's much more clear of, of what we're looking for. Um, so, you know, I sort of see that the, as the evolution of us uh, at some time. And Matthew, I think I have successfully uh, dodged the original question that you asked me. Perfect. Well, uh, I started with the hardest possible question, didn't I? <laughs> Justify this word. <laughs> the um, the leaders. Oh, the latest the latest state of the company. Yeah. So so in that in that presentation that we had in in January uh, about a month a month ago, uh, uh, we uh, I said I'm looking for I want Lullabot to be known as leaders, not rock stars or ninjas. And gosh, even leadership can be a loaded word doesn't it like it can mean leadership there's many different types of leadership and i actually what i went on to say is that i'm looking for for three qualities of of leadership at lullabot i i use the words um courage include and give as the leadership traits that i wanted us to to, to hone in on for for this year uh courage was the uh the ability to speak up uh, to speak from your heart, to speak authentically, uh, you know, to, to try and make a situation better. Uh, in include was basically to, to amplify 
all the all the the gifts and the benefits that that one has received in their life and to bring other people into that i think leadership is about including others um and and helping them realize their potential uh and then give you know the ability to find ways to give of your time uh to give of your resources uh to to lift people up and so i feel like over the years we've just been able to better define what it is we're looking for and it's also it's also changed you know the the joy that we get um isn't <laughs> a lot of us have families now and it's not about all right here we go another another airplane adventure you know like oh we're you know like that stuff is like no like we care about the work that we do. We care about the relationships that we have. And, you know, we want, we want to bring people in that are looking for those same types of things, not about, not about jet setting around the world so much anymore. You referenced Jeff Robbins, who we heard playing at the, in the intro. So there is definitely that history with Lullabot, and we can get back to that a little bit more. But it sounds like they're, you know, just to kind of set the stage there are lots of different words that we could use to describe the people we want to work with. And there are also different reasons for why we would choose those. We could say we're looking for virtuosos or celebrities or heroes or luminaries or stars or superstars or prodigies or, le or legends. But somehow it seems like uh, when you're running a business, you have to you have to settle on something because you have to write job descriptions and you have to have these words in the handbook. But I think, I think one of the interesting parts of this is there's a real disconnect from trying to just like choose a word to describe the kind of people you want to meet or you want to work with. And, or like you were just saying, Matt, it's more complex than that. And you've said there's at least three other characteristics that we're working, that we're looking for. So, but both of you must have some sort of conception of this word rock star as, as, a, as, a, as an idea that, that we kind of move away from. So do, do you think of this as like solving a problem or just as sort of like, it did sound a bit like you're saying it's more like an evolution. Like, you know, that, that word worked for us for a while, but now we're moving to... Sort of, are we sort of going in a different direction or are we just doing a better job of describing what we've been doing? I'll say from, as a manager and, and working with employees of Lullabot, I do think it solves a problem that I've seen over the years in that we have a couple of problems like that, that I've seen over the years. One is that when we're hiring, there are people that are intimidated by even applying at Lullabot. And I think some of that is because of this perception that, the, that they're not good enough to work at Lullabot, which I don't think is true. You know, I do strongly believe that we, you know, and the reason that I chose the word special is because I do think that we all are, have our own unique gifts and when what inspires me is when there are teams working together and you have all of these gifts coming together and and coming together in, a, in such a way that the sum of the parts is greater um you know like that everyone's adding something and that 
And this is actually what's so inspiring to me about music. Um, so ironically, bringing it back to me uh, as in what really got me into music and got me into a degree in music was the excitement that I felt when I was in a band and you're playing with musicians and someone else plays something and that steps up my own playing, like hearing something that someone else is playing inspires me to play better um, uh, and or makes me think of something that maybe I wouldn't have thought of. And, and so that sort of um, building each other up sort of a thing and everybody's bringing their own sound to whatever we may be playing. Uh, and, uh, and so what's, what's ironic about that is that the word rock star <laughs> for me has very different connotations than that. Like I think when, when, when I go to see a rock show and there's usually a front person that I think of like, Oh, there's the rock star, you know, there's the person that's grabbing the limelight. And, uh, and what's often lost is like, wow, there was a lot of work behind all of this huge show and these, and, Look at the bass guitarists. They're back in the in the background, but they are doing something so subtle, setting the tempo or whatever it may be, or the groove at a, such a subtle level that nobody's picking up on in, in a working with the drummer or you know that sort of stuff. And and I think back bringing it back to to Lullabot and that particular problem um, from the external. Like when people look and think, oh, these people are all, you know, I could never work there because I don't have what it takes and realizing that uh, or trying to change um, the way the language that we're using that might be giving people the perception that they're quote unquote unworthy or something like that to even be able to apply. And secondarily to that, internal to Lullabot, once people are actually working here, I've noticed that there's this sort of self-doubt that like, ah, oh, somebody's going to find me out, that I'm not, I don't have what it takes. And I've struggled with this in the past and that uh, myself, like that, I've, you know, this, do I need to continue to prove myself to my coworkers that like, I've got what it takes or, or create this um, false uh, identity that I can hide behind. So people don't find out that I really don't know what I'm doing. You know, I don't want to ask certain questions. Uh, and that's dangerous. You know, it's dangerous on many levels. I don't think it's healthy uh, for the individual, but then I also don't think it's healthy for the company because then we're not asking those hard questions. We're not, people aren't able to feel like going back to what Matt Westgate was saying and having the courage to say, wait a minute, why are we doing this? Or what if we did this? You know, if people aren't feeling confident enough that they're, they're in a safe enough place to ask questions or to throw out their ideas and that they won't be uh, shamed or laughed at or, or all of those different things. So kind of the external and the internal, those two problems, I do think being careful with our language and, you know, we may in five years look at the word leader or the word special and be like, ah, oh, that has all these connotations associated with it now that <laughs> aren't healthy for who we are. So I do think, you know, going back to what you were saying, there may be an iterative thing about it, too, that's not necessarily 
solving a problem, but it is solving, I think, some things uh, for where we are right now and what these words mean to us right now. Yeah, for instance, like, uh, it's not Rockstar anymore, but I don't understand why someone would refer to me as a metric unit of measure. Where does that happen? What? A leader. L I T E R. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, uh, uh, so, James, to add to your, to, you know, to riff on what you're, you were saying, uh, not only can people feel intimidated or have imposter syndrome, you know, once they get into a company, the other thing is uh, they may not apply at all. Like that could also be uh, uh, shutdown language, you know, and because uh, oftentimes, like even Rockstar communicates, like uh, for for some companies, there's those filler words like Rockstar, Guru, Ninja, uh, wins, Wizard, you know, like all of those things, and it's like, uh, like either this company's like trying to be cool and like compensate for a culture they don't have, uh, or like they're, uh, they really want somebody that they're just going to like work to the bone, uh, you know? And like, if I go there, like I won't be valued. They're just gonna like squeeze everything out of me that, uh, that I have. And so there's also like this whole thing of preventing people from applying. Cause like your community, you, like you're using filler words because maybe you don't really know what you're asking for. But the, the impact of that is you're actually communicating, um, a lack of clarity uh, from the hiring process to begin with. That's a whole other aspect of this that I think can, can, uh, can happen. Yeah, that's true. Another thing I was thinking as you were uh, talking about that, Matt, is that, you know, we're Lullabot is primarily client services is the majority of our business. Um, and thinking about once we do have, if, if I, as a developer, am thinking I'm a rock star developer, and let me go work for this this client over here, coming into that relationship with that mentality is not what we want either. We don't want to <laughs> come into a service relationship think with us thinking we've got all the answers because that's going to set that's not going to be helpful for our client at a very, you know, basic level, it's, it's not going to set up a good relationship. Um, but also we're going to, if we're coming into that work that way, we're going to have huge blind spots because we're going to think that, oh, we've got this figured out. We've done this before. And we're not going to realize, no, this is a unique, the, our client has a unique, uh, mm -hmm. problem and we need to come in with open eyes and with a humility. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. I, I was thinking about like, what if in, in another service industry, like what if you went to a restaurant and everybody there like had these name tags as like, I'm a rock star server. And they just came and they just wanted to like blow, melt your mind. <laughs> it's like, that's not what I went to this restaurant for. I wanted to sit down and have a conversation with uh, my spouse or my partner and, uh, <laughs> and be catered to and um and for that to fall into the background and i think that's what we we you know having that five star sort of restaurant experience we want to be there for our clients and the services that we're doing and not have it be about us and our egos or something to be about like how can we make you succeed at what you're doing how can we make 
your um, your work and your process more efficient and really come in and and uh, create something great together. That that's interesting that you mentioned another inter- an industry because there was a a study in 2017 at the end of 2017 indeed did like a year in review that focused on weird job titles that were growing in population or popularity and they said that the rising star of 2017 was appropriately enough rockstar which has shown 19 percent growth since 2015 and finished first so in other words the term Rockstar is on the rise. People are using it for all kinds of random job descriptions. And some people have interpreted that to say that sometimes we just want to make a job sound more interesting than it is. So we're going to throw a weird word on it. Yeah. I think that's an easy an easy thing to understand why somebody would do that. Like, oh, let's make this job sound interesting. But mm-hmm. it's also interesting to me that as this word has grown in popularity, it's down, it sounds like Lullabot's starting to say, whoa, maybe it's not quite the right <laughs> word for us. I'm just imagining a rock star waiter coming and lighting my salad on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there, there is a sense of that at like hibachi or something where it, it does yeah. sound a little bit like, wow, this... This person's going to wow me, but and that might be a legitimate use of the yeah. of the phrase, uh, "rockstar waiter." Like you're going there for a meal and entertainment. I was uh, at Onion Volcanoes. <laughs> Onion Volcanoes. That's right. There was another funny article. Uh, well, it had a funny phrase in it. The New York Times had an article titled "How Rockstar Became a Business Buzzword," and the author said. When we talk about rock stars, does, that doesn't actually mean that we're looking for a front-end developer who is addicted to heroin and who bites the heads off doves in cuff conference rooms. <laughs> but yep. that, that's what people hear sometimes yeah. when you use that word. So I guess I, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of lying, of sort of highlighting what it is that we're, we're talking about and maybe the three of us sort of agree in principle that there isn't some definable thing or person who is always already a rock star and that, I guess, at least for the purposes of this discussion, we're, we're talking about sort of a complex assemblage of people that are working together that have to get jobs done, that sometimes we want to work with somebody who comes up with really creative solutions and other times we just need people to kind of you know get stuff done and when we all can work together that is that (laughs) that je ne sais quoi is the thing that we want that's really cheesy (laughs) but uh i mean does that does that sort of sound like a reasonable summary of what we're talking about then We're, we're talking about people that are working well together. We're not talking about a bunch of geniuses or individuals or or crazy people who just always have fun and do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think early on when we used that phrase, we were trying to capture, like if I had to summarize, we were trying to capture the excitement that we felt in our work. There was this part of like 
holy moly, like, I can't even believe this is happening. Like, this is actually like, people want to work with us. This is amazing. You know? And, um, and in that perspective, it was like, woo, yeah, <laughs> this is working. Let's hire all our, all our friends in the Drupal community. But we also needed to hire the experts in the Drupal community because we were sort of pushing Drupal to the forefront, you know, back in 2006. Uh, and so, you know, we had this phrase rock star to sort of capture how we were feeling and, and the rock stars of the Drupal community, you know, the people that were, that were, you know, pushing, pushing the boundaries and stuff. And, and over time, I think it's just changed, you know, there's, there's this, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that know Drupal now, there's a lot of Drupal work that's out there. And we're also sort of realizing more about the relationships that we have with each other and with our clients. And, uh, Rockstar doesn't fit who like Rockstar doesn't fit our culture as much anymore. You know, it's not just one person going into a project like it was in the early days. It's a team of people, and we still, you know, are looking for talented individuals who are also able to leave their ego at the door. Um, and it's time for new words. And it, just to add the other layer of complexity here that I think is relevant is you mentioned 2006 and that was the year when Lullabot launched MTV UK so literally (laughs) a site for rock stars and our clients have included lots of music industry folks with sort of ties to real life rock stars like the you know like the recording academy or Maybe Sony even the, Music. Yeah, Sony, yeah. the National Association of Music Merchants. I mean, we have we have a ton of actual connections to Rockstar clients. So it seems like that must have had some impact on that. Sure. Yeah, and there's there was a lot of talented musicians in Lullabot as well. Um I don't know how to play an instrument, but I, I respect the people who are able to do that. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, all that stuff feeds into it, but I think just over time, like we can add clarity to what we're looking for. And at the beginning, you know, that using a catch-all phrase like rockstar too, is that, I think you said like the, uh, sprinkling or the genese qua, like, I don't quite know what it is, but maybe this is as close as I can get to it. And now maybe we can better define what we're looking for. We can see the patterns and pull out the the language and the attributes of the, of the people that we're, that we're looking for and hopefully make people feel safer when they apply to. And then when they do apply, not have them be uh, intimidated, you know, um, because, you know, they, they don't feel like the rock star that they're supposed to be. I suppose we could, we could also be clear too, that if like, if you go to lullabot.com, you're going to find the word rock star in quite a few places. And, Back in 2011, we, or I wasn't there, but Lullabot, you know, sent a web chick, Angie Byron, on a, on what was described as a rock tour, I think. And it had, uh, she had a logo that, you know, looked a little bit like uh, Metallica. And we still have developers that have the word rock star in their profiles. So do you kind of look at, look at the Rockstar tour and think, you know what, we probably won't do that anymore, but not necessarily looking back on that and saying it's it's a bad thing, but it's just, we're, we're going to describe it more differently. I mean, those, that, that, that long history, I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious as to how, how we both say 
this is the past and this is where we're going. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, the the shadow of something like that is people feel like, oh, I could never be like Angie Byron. You know, she's a rock star, and so people could see it as a as a distance distancing thing. Um, that wasn't the intent at all. A lot of the intent was like, Angie Byron is amazing, uh, and we really wanted to lift her up and celebrate her. Uh, and you know, going on the uh, we called it the Web Chick tour, where Angie was just. Uh, we we booked some venues and and we would go around and and teach people about Drupal and really share uh, our passions with the with the community uh, and um, you know we wanted to have fun with it too. Uh, she's such an amazing person uh, that uh, we just really wanted to celebrate what she did for the community and how she brought everybody in. And when you when you are near Angie, she's one of the most humble approachable human beings uh on on the planet uh and uh you know people could could realize instantly that she wasn't the the kind of um you know rock star that didn't have time for people or didn't you know wanted to 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 sort of be in center stage that was sort of the last place she wanted to be but uh we we did have a lot of fun promoting it and and i hope that we didn't uh make anybody feel uh excluded in in the event that certainly wasn't the intent yeah, I think that comes through pretty strongly. I guess some of the other things you guys had mentioned did have a sort of personal note with me. I remember when I, well, actually, it was James who first sort of recruited me to Lullabot, and I remember having that exact feeling like, me? <laughs> really? I mean, that would be cool, but uh, I, I, I have some, you know, very sort of, uh, personal, uh, reflections on that. And I, I do think that this idea of, of kind of moving away from that label and some of the other connotations that it have, uh, could be beneficial and, you know, not just for theoretical reasons, but for, you know, how it affects real people's lives. I think also to get to the part about sort of moving away from the rock star label and, and um, some of the issues that that brings with it, we you know we still we still are working with people who maybe they they are active in free software communities where the number one rule literally is often scratch your own itch, and that doesn't really fit well with the the rock star mentality. So so James, when you're you know managing a team of developers who scratch their own itch. Is there a way that we can capture this idea of, of you know, finding creative solutions, but also, you know, we have to get our job done too. You know, how how do you how do you deal with that on a day to day basis, or is that is that not really something you you have to deal with much? You know, I don't that scratch your own itch thing. I don't know that it comes to play a lot in our in our client services work, but it does in the open source work that's tangentially connected to it. Um, because I think there are times when the, the balance becomes tricky when we are presented with a problem on a client project that we can see, well, I can solve this once 
for our client, or I can solve it in a more, perhaps a more abstract way, and somebody else can benefit from it. And, and I think coming back to our core values as a company of that collaborate openly, um, we, we tend to hire people that, that share that core value personally. And so the challenge can become balancing the tension between, well, we need this project to be done at a certain time um, in a certain budget and um, so-and-so wants to really do this the right way and be able to share it back with the community, which is going to take longer. Um, so I don't know if that's really answering your question, but I do see that some of that can be a sort of scratch your own itch balance that we need to take on a case by case and project by project basis. And a lot of times our clients share that value with us as well, where they're, they're a part of Drupal because they see the value of sharing code with a larger community and not maintaining their little snowflake website um, or big snowflake website, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Um, and, uh, and so a lot of times it will be, okay, we recognize that if we can dedicate a couple extra weeks to this, that, that we can have something that we'll, we can give back to the community and then the community can also help make better and so it's kind of a, a it creates a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to and uh, and going back twelve years ago when we first used that term rockstar, we were also communicating like I mean we were working all the time. We were just working, working, working during the day, during the night, on the weekends, like sort of the work that we were doing was everything. And Rockstar, you know, was communicating that like we were just a startup and we need everybody to to go at it hard. We would do client projects and then go do workshops. And even doing client, we would even do client projects during the workshops. Like it was just a ton of work. I was writing the Pro Drupal book. We were launching mtv.co.uk. I mean, it was just nonstop. Um, and you know, Rockstar captured some of that intent too of like, it's all go all the time. Um, we're all older now. <laughs> we have limited energy. We've got families, you know, there's, there's just, we've, we've grown up as a community and even it's getting a little bit harder. You know, you see this shift happening in the Drupal camps of people being a little more hesitant to attend on the weekends now because, you know, they're going to miss some event with their kids and stuff like that. So people are even thinking about maybe moving Drupal camps to the, to the week, uh, weekdays. Um, but how this relates back to the scratch your own itch is now we look at it in a place of like, we want you to come here, do great work, but then also have time for your other uh, contributions, the other things that you're passionate about, the other interests that you have, um, you know, so we try to be really conscientious about that. We seldom work on the weekends. We seldom work in the evenings to make, make time for scratching your own itch. But also, you know, if there are things that people are passionate about, we try to see if there's places that that can connect within the, in the company as well. Um, but it's a whole different perspective altogether. You know, it's more, um, trying to make space for those things rather than trying to have uh, your work be 
uh, the only thing that brings you passion and, and joy and the only place you put your effort in. That's really interesting to me that in, in some sense you're saying there are aspects to that term that were more true when the company started that maybe aren't so true that in it's in addition to just not wanting to necessarily run away from a term, but also just admitting that, well, yeah, maybe there were aspects of that term that fit better back then, but now we're, we're going to describe something slightly different, uh, a, a bigger organization that there's lots of people with families and, and a lot, a lot more people that, that are, you know, this is, this is their living now. This isn't just the, uh, their hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the biggest cultural shift for us was that, uh, Lullabot has, you know, and, and this is true of, of other companies too, but companies operate on a set of core values, you know, core value, core values are core beliefs. And oftentimes, you know, if you, if you want to look at the culture of an organization, you have to look to the leadership, whatever the leadership is thinking about, however, the leadership is uh, behaving or what the leadership wants is tends to be the culture of an organization. But you look at those values and we realized I mean, this is going to sound super, I'm even embarrassed to say this, but we realized that like Lullabot, like what, uh, it isn't everything to everyone for our employees. Uh, you know, at first we, it was just all the company stuff all the time, but then we realized that really what the company can do is offer a platform to help other people, uh, accomplish their, own desires and goals and, and dreams and stuff too. So we, instead of thinking that it had to be everything to everyone, people can use the company as a platform to continue to create the things that they're passionate, whether it's just as simple as getting a paycheck or whether there's a way of uh, aligning a project with that someone is personally interested in. It's just, it's sort of a more it's a much healthier approach to uh, to sort of where where we're at. I hope I'm communicating clearly the the difference between now and and before. That makes sense to me. So, I, an interesting coincidence was this morning I got an email my performance my annual performance review with the what the rest of the world calls it I think is a performance review. That's not what we call it. That's another story. But the first question on there is what do you totally rock at? And I saw that, pause for a second. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? I think that question is okay because I think it's not like, it's not like we don't want people who are totally rocking at something, but I don't know, maybe that's not the right question. So James, do you think that question is going to continue to show up on my, uh, annual performance review questionnaire? <laughs> There's a few questions that I end up rewording, but that one I, I usually read verbatim. Um, and I think it, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. I'll have to reflect on that some more. But I, I agree with you. I think that they, there are ways that we quote unquote rock at things that are, um, that and, and the point of these reviews for us is to celebrate those things. 
So, you know, maybe we're using language that's intimidating. And I think the, the question is uncomfortable for a lot of people to answer at Lullabot. And, uh, but I think that's okay. You know, I, and, you know, perhaps there's a way we could word it better that would make it more comfortable. Um, and I, I've, I know I have worded it differently in the past, but I can't remember how I've, how I've worded that question. But at any rate, you know, I, I want, people to lean into the, to the awkward a little bit and, and reflect back on their year as a part of that question and, and bring to mind some of those things that they're really proud of that they've accomplished or, or, or be able to appreciate the character traits and the work habits that they have from the past year. And for us to cherish that stuff together and not, and and so maybe, you know, that doesn't, the rock, what have you been rocking at doesn't always um, categorize that very well, but, uh, but it still, it, it works, I think. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I, I think there's something about that question that hints at a certain playfulness that you don't see people yeah. asking you questions like that and that's maybe one of the benefits of the the phrase rock stars that there is definitely a playfulness so matt when when you're talking i mean you're talking about those early days and working a lot but it was also a whole lot of fun and and that part of it that's not something that we're ready to let go of we're not i mean at least in this case this this is if i'm interpreting things correctly we still want to have fun. That's still one of the core values of Lullabot, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think you can capture the, I think you hit the nail on the head with the playful spirit of it. And like, what do you totally rock at? Like, what do you feel this year you've been doing that's just been going awesome? That's been great. You know, what are you most proud of? Um, and like, you know, when we ask people that question on their review, what do you totally rock at? They don't say like, I don't know, like the negative connotations of a rock star or something like that. You know, it's all things that they, when they reflect back on the year, you know, it's their accomplishments, right? That's the, that's the big thing. Um, and yeah, there is a playful spirit of it. I think what happens is that just rock star, that phrase can create ambiguity because there's positive connotations and negative connotations. I would like to think that we were more on the positive side, but I can also understand someone uh, on the outside looking in, seeing that phrase and just being completely turned off by it too. You know, not knowing which way the, the one is going to go. Is this a company that's going to work me to the bone or, or are they actually saying that they want to lift me up and celebrate my strengths and amplify those? You know, it's not it's not not always clear. Um, and so I get why sort of the the um, job applicant group in general, I would imagine, tends to be turned off by those by those phrases that really don't describe anything about the job. Um, you know, like I think there's probably an industrial shift that needs to happen there to to better define uh, the the applications. Unless you are actually looking for rock star waiters and you know <laughs> things that actually may may be appropriate. Yeah, I used to be a singing waiter. Really? Now there's what the podcast should be about. Yeah, I could start <laughs> breaking out into Italian love songs. Do you have an example of that, Matt? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> not today. <laughs> All right.
and uh, I guess I, that's about it for questions. And I wondered if you guys had anything else that has maybe come to mind or other points that you wanted to make. But I, I think we've we have quite thoroughly examined this uh, issue from a bunch of different perspectives. Are there other perspectives that I'm missing, other things that I should be looking at before I give my talk? I will say that, you know, like you, Matt, we are all still learning. And these are our perceptions over the years. But if your listeners have different connotations or have been sort of impacted by this directly one way or other, we would love to have that that feedback. Um, because, you know, this is all on the inside looking out. And there's people out there that are still looking for a job right now and coming across this on a daily basis. Like, how do they feel? How, you know, what, what are the things that we're missing here that we should be mindful of too? And, and for you going into your talk as well. That's a great idea. And how would you recommend somebody uh, share that story? Well, if they're a rock star, what they need to do is, no, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, I, I don't know, whatever channels that you prefer, whether it's on Twitter, tweeting at you or, or comments or shooting us an email, however you best prefer. Oh, sure. So if, if, yeah, they should send the comments to me. That could, we don't need to fill your email inbox. Please email me at Matthew at hackingculture.org or tweet my way at Matthew Tift or at hackingculture advertisement over and james <laughs> do you have anything else that you would like to uh add i guess an apology if this still comes across as like lullabot uh navel gazing because <laughs> uh, i don't I, that's definitely not our heart you know i don't i don't want it to be like well, lullabots talking about how they don't want to talk about themselves all the time or something like that, you know? <laughs> um, so it, I think we're just learning and trying to grow. So I agree with, with Matt that if you have feedback in that, uh, in that respect, we would definitely love to hear from you. Well, I think that is a, a pretty good point, actually. I, I thought quite a bit about that before I asked you guys to come on here because of that potential navel gazing issue but when i look at the facts i see a company that has somebody who you know a founder who was literally a rock star our earliest biggest clients were in the music industry who sent somebody on a you know a rock star tour and one thing after another where this word has been used but I think what we're doing today is to try and clarify maybe intentions and clarify what we're trying to do going forward. And to me, that doesn't seem like navel gazing. That says we're recognizing what's going on and we, we acknowledge that there's problems to this, that there are maybe people who have have been you know actually affected by words that we just thought were playful so the way i'm looking at it is there if we're not saying necessarily that it, this is a problem 
and that we need to change it and do this other thing, but we're trying to acknowledge the complexity of the situation. That's my take. Does that, does that seem true to you? I hadn't thought about it that way, but I like, I like that. Yeah. And companies change, right? You know, values change the, uh, the not uh the values but the uh the way that we work changes too and the kind of things that are important to us change over the years um and if there's an opportunity to speak more clearly i think we all want to to do that um and we can't do that without continued feedback from from the community as well it's also how how we grow um and so uh yeah it's i don't know it's, it's a good opportunity. Great. Well, thank you guys both so much for coming onto the show. This has been a, a very informative question. Uh, this has been a very informative show to me and uh, I'll be talking to you both soon. Thanks, Matthew. Yeah, thanks. For listening to this episode of Hacking Culture. You can learn more about this show and subscribe at lullabot.com slash hacking culture. Please follow at Hacking Culture and at Matthew Tift on Twitter. This episode is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States License. Hacking Culture is produced at Lullabot. The theme music is from the Open Goldberg Variations. Thank you for listening. <laughs>